0: Hey, everybody, I'm Nick. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to the Demand Gen Daily podcast. All right, episode one. Here we are. So, we wanted to maybe give you a little bit of a background on who is Demand Gen Daily, what we're going to be talking about. And we're always going to bring it back to a few things for everybody. So the main thing is that if you're a marketer that wants to learn more, you want to be the smartest marketer in the room. This is where you need to spend five to 10 minutes a day with us every day, Monday to Friday, and we're going to bring you learnings from client work that we do, learnings from different methodologies that we've developed and like the best thinking across the internet as well. So... That being said, my name's Nick, and we have Ricky with us as well every single time. And really, what it comes down to for us within the Demand Gen Daily is that we always think about lifetime value versus customer acquisition cost. And really, when you start thinking about lifetime value versus customer acquisition cost, there's a few things of why this methodology matters. Number one, I mean, it's very basic when it comes down to if your lifetime value is greater than your customer acquisition cost, that means that you have a profitable business. If you don't have that relationship where lifetime value is lower than customer acquisition cost, your business will not be profitable, but that's a duh statement, but like really to break this down, I think it's important to understand what the definitions of these things are so. Lifetime value is really revenue times contribution margin. So any kind of direct cost to deliver that product. So for example, like if you are in some sort of e-commerce store, if you're buying something for 20 cents and selling it for a hundred cents, that means that you have 80 cents left over your LTV would be 80%. So all your revenue times 0.8 equals your lifetime value. That's, LTV, like for one purchase, if that person was only going to purchase once, but if your average customer purchases 10 times from you, obviously you take that 80 cents and you multiply it by 10 purchases because that's the average number of purchases. Obviously this can get like pretty advanced when people are buying like different things at different times and of different sizes. And you can divide LTV by cohort. So you can like divide it into this type of user has the LTV of this and this other user has this LTV of that. And you can kind of do user groups and things like that. But, you know, ultimately what matters is what your overall LTV is. And then comparing that to customer acquisition costs. And customer acquisition costs is everything. All the costs associated with obtaining a brand new customer. So that can be, if you have a sales team, that includes members of your sales team. If you have a marketing team, it includes members of your marketing team. Media spend obviously anything and everything that went into acquiring that customer, so that's pretty broad. And then, generally, when we're looking at the LTV to CAC, model, what we're basically looking for is like an appropriate multiple of LTV versus customer acquisition cost, right? Ricky, did you want to say anything yeah. about this model?
1: I mean, w- one of the things I wanted to touch on is I think it's important for people to understand. This is something that we look at every single one of our clients with this model, because it is something universal where it will fit every scenario, regardless of the tactic. This will work in some ways. So basically it's applicable in all facets of marketing, and it's really important to understand how sales ties into it as well. But one of the things, Nick, I wanted to say is give people an understanding of, okay, this is the model we use, but also how did we come across this? Where did this idea originally come from?
0: Yeah, so I mean, really, the LTV to CAC model is widely used in SaaS businesses. So if you know anything about SaaS marketing, if you know anything about raising venture capital, you're very familiar with this model. And generally, the golden rule is if you have a three to one LTV to CAC ratio, if you can get your CAC to be like, if you can get your customer acquisition cost paid to be under six months worth of purchases, you're pretty fundable because you have a highly scalable business at that point. So a number of years ago, I would say almost going back five years now, we're really looking at this model and really thinking about, is this applicable to other businesses? And the answer that we came to is yes, it is. But very few people apply it, nor do they understand. If you start explaining the model in detail, a lot of marketers are like, this is very intuitive, but it's a really great model because everything fits under it. So any single tactic that you have, can fit either under expansion of lifetime value or mitigation of customer acquisition costs. That's all of marketing, right? The one thing that doesn't really fall inside of the model per se is branding because it actually falls on both sides of both LTV and CAC. So branding is almost like this global thing that works regardless of the side of, of this like lifetime value versus customer acquisition cost formula. So What we did basically is after looking at the SaaS model of ltv to cac we said, okay, well, what if we apply this to B2B? What if we apply this to e-commerce? Like everybody in e-commerce at the Mm -hmm. time and still pretty, like currently are using ROAS as their primary metric, right? And ever since iOS costs, iOS data has been a bit stingy with the algorithms and things like that. People have moved. I've seen some people move into something they call ROAS, like Mm -hmm. light value ROAS and I'm like well that's not really a thing that's an invention but really what they're trying to get at is a simplified version of lifetime value because like they can't really obtain it so one of the things that I think is really important to kind of keep in mind in all of this is ROAS has been like a great measuring stick in the past however Given where the market is going, where data is only going to get more restrictive over time with like new privacy policies, et cetera, we really need to start looking at lifetime value more so than ROAS. And we're seeing this reflected right now, obviously in businesses that, you know, businesses that have a brand versus businesses that have a product, like Mm -hmm. a one product business and like then then variations of that product versus a brand.
1: I was going to say there's definitely a reason why, you know, like in the last two or three years, you've seen such an increase in subscription models online. And it's because people are recognizing that ROAS is a very simple measure. It basically measures how much revenue is coming in. But for every business, based on their cost structure, they need a different ROAS. It's not one size fits all. So when you have a situation where costs are rising and people are struggling to meet the ROAS they need for their business, to have a successful, profitable business model. You're looking for additional ways to to address that. And subscriptions is one of the main ways that people have found to address that, to increase the lifetime value of your customers, whereas you're still acquiring that customer just one time.
0: Exactly. So look, this is part one. We're going to hit you with another couple of parts on this LTV to cap ratio. This is a very high level introduction, but we're going to get into this in the next couple episodes. So make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, highly encourage you to do so. And we'll catch you next time.